Ancient Radio begins in 3, 2, 1. Seriously, if you want to relieve stress, go to the Word of God. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's just so weird, isn't it? Yeah. People say stuff like that. I apologize for it. Are you kidding me? Let's all do baptism, and I have a little pool here, and we'll all feel nice and relaxed. That's baptism. Mm. No, baptism is a sacred Christian rite. All the various yogas are sacred Hindu rites. Wake up, America! It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Frio. This is Wretched Radio. It is Witness Wednesday. We are at George attack. All right, there's a young man who just pulled up with a bag of Chick-fil-A, which is the preferred chicken sandwich of the South. Oh, he's going to hate me for this. Hey, young man, I'm not going to interrupt your eating because it's Chick-fil-A. Just keep eating. I mean it. I just want to ask you a question on the radio. You okay with that? Sure, why not? What's your first name, young man? Ryan. Ryan. And you're a healthy guy, aren't you? You eat healthy and well, don't you? Most of the time. You know how I know that? How? Because you didn't get the deep-fried Chick-fil-A. I got that one yesterday. Ah! So much for my wisdom. All right. What are you studying here? Computer engineering. All right. Are you a religious guy at all? Uh, no. Really? I would say no. That's odd, because this is the Bible Belt. You should be. You should be like a Southern Baptist or something. This is Atlanta. It's not the South. Ah, you know, you're kind of right. <laughs> are you from here? Uh, yeah, just outside from Dunwoody. Dunwoody? Okay. You're right, because I actually moved from Minneapolis, and you're right. Mm-hmm. Atlanta really isn't the South. But if you get up further north by the mountains, mm-hmm. it gets pretty Southern. Yeah. You can actually, when you're driving, you can actually hear banjos playing off in the distance. It gets pretty southern out there. Okay. So you're not a religious guy at all, is that correct? At all? Correct. Do you believe in God? Mm, probably not the Christian one. But Which one do you believe in? Maybe something. I don't want to say I'm agnostic, because... I don't know. Well, agnostic just means you don't know. Yeah. So you wouldn't want to say you're atheist. I wouldn't want to say atheist, that's definitely right, but... I haven't thought about it enough to... To figure it out. Yeah. All right. I am going to make an effort in 30 seconds to prove to you that God exists. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do it with your Chick-fil-A sandwich. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Who made your Chick-fil-A sandwich? Um, I didn't catch your name. Someone behind... Didn't even see the, the person make it. Right. All right. And yet somehow you know that somebody made that sandwich, correct? Mm-hmm. You don't know the person's name. You don't know their attributes. But you know that they made a sandwich. And the proof... That there is a creator of your sandwich is you've got a sandwich in your hands. Here is proof that there's a creator of the universe. The universe. You know that there is a universe maker because you have the proof of a universe which is more inc- intricately designed than your Chick-fil-A grilled sandwich. There you go. I don't know. Me having a sandwich really just proves that I have a sandwich. Uh-huh. And you sitting on a creation proves that there's a creator. Proves that I'm here. Yeah. Okay, I'll even work I with that. Pop in. I could have popped in here, no reason, just because. Yeah, that's uh, that seems a little science fiction-y, but okay. It seems like you're here. It feels like you're here. You think, therefore, you are, aren't you? If I punched you in the nose, you wouldn't say, hey, I could just be an illusion, no worries. If I grabbed your sandwich and ran, which I'm frankly a little bit tempted to do, although I'm a bit of a germaphobe and I probably wouldn't eat there, nothing personal, you would chase after me. And you wouldn't go, well, this is just kind of an existential universe. No big deal. You'd run it. If I, I stepped I'd on your over foot. <laughs> sure, you'd get over it, but you had to get over something, which is the demonstration that this is real. You're feeling stuff. You're here, dude. Mm-hmm. Question is, how'd you get here? Did you get Big Banged, or do you think you got created? I, I'd have to say Big Bang. And then a long series of 
slightly random occurrences later I'm here. I'm going to tell you a proverb, mm -hmm. right? A proverb says that a, a friend will wound. An enemy multiplies kisses. Translation of that is somebody who truly cares about you will say a hard thing to you. An enemy will always just go, you're great, it's wonderful, but they'll stab you in the back. Do you want to know why I bring that up? Wow. I'm going to wound you right now. Mm -hmm. you got a piece of lettuce on your front tooth, right? And I care about you enough to tell you that hard thing. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Now, you know your sandwich was made. The proof that you were made by somebody is you. You are more intricately designed than that sandwich. Somebody put you... Nobody, nobody blew up a bunch of materials and that sandwich came to be. Nobody blew up a bunch of stuff. Or a, a bunch of stuff didn't get together and blow up all by itself and become you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. How's that? You, my friend, have a creator. The question is, who is it? Because... I don't think we can go about the business of trying to make up in our own minds who it is. That would be ridiculous. Because I would agree with that more. It would be like fashioning a piece of wood and worshipping it on an altar. It doesn't make... I mean, if it's not a real God... So, uh, the question is, what is truth? Who is the true God? I would agree that your proof is a prettier explanation than mine, but doesn't Dude, mean I necessarily believe it. What an it. honest man. Really. Good on you for that. But you don't believe it anyway. Probably not. I think I know why. What's that? I think inside of the human brain, there's a thing called the conscience. That little courtroom that says, I've done bad things. I have done wrong things. And if I acknowledge that there's a creator and admit that there's a creator who gave me that conscience, I'm going to have to give an account. And I'm going to have to abide by that creator's rules that are written in my heart. And I don't want to. It's obvious. The creation proves there's a creator. My conscience tells me what his rules are. And I don't want to live by them. Therefore, I will suppress the obvious truth so that I can live any way that I want to. I would argue that we don't have a way of knowing the rules that anything that might have made us would impart on us. Well, your conscience. Lying, stealing, murdering. That gives us a pretty good idea about who the moral lawgiver is, that those would be the rules. All right. I want to try something pretty radical with you. All right? I'm going to try to probe into your conscience for a minute and dig in there and put some paddles on it to see if we can awaken it, all right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take a veering away from logic and reason and philosophy for a moment, and I'm going to get into morality and into your heart, all right? How many lies do you think you've told in your life? A lot. Okay. If I told a lot of lies, what would you call me? What name would you give to me? What's your name? Todd. I'd call you Todd. Todd the... Rhymes with pants on fire. Radio spokesman. I mean, who's I'm a not liar? Judge you for that. I've lied. I know that, but that doesn't mean that I'm not a liar just because you've lied. If a murderer's murdered, and he goes, "Well, that guy's murdered, so I'm not a murderer." That's ridiculous. If you've lied, that would make you a. That's a jump. What? What do you mean it's a jump? Lies you call me to... a liar? Lies don't dominate your lifestyle. I'm assuming you haven't to. been lying to me this entire time. I have not. How many murders would a murderer have to commit before he becomes a murderer? That's. One. One, because it's a much more drastic step than Ah, uh, well, let's deal with that in just a moment. Okay. All right, that's a very fair response, but it only takes one violation of the principle to be that thing. If you murder once, you're a murderer. If you lie, you're a liar. Have you stolen one thing in your life? Yeah. All right. So what would that make you? Somebody who steals something is called a... I believe you're aiming for a thief. 
or a televangelist. But let's go with thief. All right? Okay, so you're a liar and a thief. All right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever lusted? Yes. All right. So inside of your heart. So not just the things you do or say, but what's going on inside of that brain. Imagine this. Let's say we put a computer chip behind your ear, and we recorded every thought that ran through your noggin for one week, seven days, and then we pulled together all your pals here at Georgia Tech, all of your friends and family, and we took that computer chip, popped it into a computer, put it up on a big screen, and they got to see your heart. My heart's behind my ear? Close enough. You get the point. Yeah. Don't be a literalist with me. Sorry. That's my job. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. What do they see? Very strange string of thoughts and a lot of things I wouldn't want them to see. Exactly. God sees them. God knows them. Everything you've done, everything you failed to do that you should have done, every time you've taken his name in vain, instead of swearing or using a filth word, you actually use God's name. All recorded because he is more thorough than a computer chip behind your ear. Now, this judge, God, is going to have a day of reckoning because he's a just judge. We like justice. We like criminals forced to give an account for what they have done. We like to see justice served, and so does God. I think we get that idea from God. The Bible says that righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Someday he's going to kill you. That's how it works. You don't die because he's sustaining your life, whether it's through pleasant means or unpleasant. He's going to call your number, and you will be done breathing. And you will stand before him and give an account for every thought, every word, every deed. Will he say that you are an innocent man or a guilty man? Guilty of what? I guess I'd ask. Lying, stealing, lusting, blasphemy, coveting, dishonoring your parents. Yes, I have done those. So you'd be guilty, right? So if God is just, what should this just judge do with you? Take you to heaven or send you to hell? Assuming this would happen, I don't know. I think you do. You just don't want to say it. I wouldn't. Hmm? It's a horrifying thought. Nobody wants to go, you know, I think I'm going to hell when I die. Because hell's a horrible place. I don't... I have not said I thought that, and I don't. Well, you think hell's a good place? It's not what I said either. No. Do you want to go to hell? Not particularly. I don't. But if God is just, should he reward you or punish you? He'd probably punish me for not believing in him. Among other things, yeah. That would be another thing. But that would be another crime among many crimes. Disbelief is one crime among lying, stealing, lusting, murdering, being angry at people, dishonoring your parents. You would go to hell. Okay. All right. Dude, can you tolerate me for another couple of minutes? Sure. All right. Why not? I got to do a break, and we'll Mm -hmm. come back. All right? Hold on. This is Wretched Radio. Confession normally numbers aren't my favorite subject, but these numbers make me happy. MediShare is affordable biblical health sharing with twice the satisfaction rate of MediShare members versus traditional health insurance plans. The average family saves $500 
$1,500 per month. Over $3 billion worth of medical bills have been shared among MediShare members, which, by the way, MediShare has been around for a quarter of a century. Don't forget, telehealth is available at MediShare, and it will take you two minutes to receive a quote to see what you and your family could be saving every single month with MediShare. Affordable, biblical health sharing. Please spend a very worthwhile two minutes at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. Thank you for listening to Wretched Radio today. We're hearing from folks every day, like Miss Horton, who recently sent an email that said, quote, I've been so encouraged and convicted countless times by the content of your radio show and your resources. We love hearing testimonies just like that. But we also have a humble request. As you probably know, we're a ministry of 501c3, and we rely on you to produce programs like Wretched Radio, Wretched TV, Road Trip to Truth, and Transform. We're committed to reaching millions of lost souls all over the world with a life-changing gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're also ECFA approved, audited annually. 83% of every dollar you give as of last audit goes directly to ministry. So we're not flying around in private jets around here. We just have a passion for preaching the gospel, equipping others to do the same, and strengthening the local church. And we would be over the moon if you would prayerfully consider joining us and becoming an ongoing monthly Wretched Gospel partner. Just head to wretched.org slash donate to get more details right now. Wretched, amazing grace, amazing gospel. Ah, some good news. Two encouragements from the Tomorrow Clubs. They have hundreds of weekly kids meeting clubs in Eastern Europe, but now they've expanded to Africa and the kids are swarming the Tomorrow Clubs. They have never seen greater attendance than the hundreds of new clubs that they are opening up in Africa. That should encourage all of us. The gospel is going forth and reaching kids in unreached places. Encouragement number two, would you like to become a Tomorrow Clubs ministry partner? Your support will help the Tomorrow Clubs open up even more Tomorrow Clubs and reach even more kids with the gospel. Please consider becoming a ministry partner at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Important dates in Christian history. 432 A.D. After escaping years of slavery in Ireland as a young man, Patrick, a British Christian, returns to Ireland as a missionary. His work results in multitudes of Irish people coming to the Christian faith. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. You are listening to a modern day miracle. This is Wretched Radio. We're at Georgia Tech and I'm sitting next to a modern day, mm, okay, maybe not a miracle, but definitely an anomaly. A computer engineer with a witty personality. His name is Ryan. Dude, you're just you're just kind of not the stereotype. You should have a pocket protector and be a little dorky, but you're kind of witty. Thank you. A little on the little on the sassy side too. That means a lot. Alrighty, it does. Yeah. I just called you sassy, which is not a word that I would know. Okay. That particular word, maybe not, but not fitting. You're kind of zippy. You're kind of punchy. You got a little little character going on. All right, dude. Here's where we left things off. You were going to hell. It's pretty much the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, you said I was going to hell. Well, the question isn't what I say. The question is what is truth. Here's what I was trying to reason with you about. 
inside your brain, that conscience, should be informing you, you know what? I have lied. I have stolen. I have lusted. I've been a murderer in my heart by being angry at people. I've dishonored my parents. I've taken God's name in vain. Your conscience should actually agree with what I'm saying to you. Your conscience bears witness that you have broken God's laws. I don't think you can tell me what my conscience should think. I think my conscience should agree with what I believe. Okay, so that's still, no offense, dude, Mm -hmm. but that's still irrelevant. It's like a criminal saying to the judge, Judge, I don't care what you tell me what my conscience should say. It's what I think. That is irrelevant. The question is, what is truth, dude? That's the big question. What is, it doesn't matter what I'm saying. See, what I'm sharing with you, I believe fervently with all of my heart. I would die for what I'm sharing with you. All right? We should hold those values, but... But that still doesn't make them true. Dude, I'm a stranger. I could be with a cult. I could be planning on kidnapping you and taking you away to sell you into slavery. You have no idea. You can choose a better place than this. This is a little conspicuous. Yeah, I guess I... I can't even come up with a response to that because I don't... Thankfully, I don't quite have that criminal mind that apparently you have. So, you don't know anything about me. And it's irrelevant what I believe to be true. The question is, what is truth? Here's what Jesus said. I am the way, the truth, the life. Jesus Christ is either the truth or he is not. And we know that because we found a book that says that, right? Didn't find it. We've got eyewitnesses reporting, putting it in a book, that you might know how to be saved from the wrath of God. Here's the deal, Ryan. Mm -hmm. This is a court case. I don't know if you're into law or not. But you will be brought before the just judge, and you will be found guilty because he knows everything. And he, because he is righteous, just, and good, must punish you and every other lawbreaker. And he will. But God has other attributes besides righteousness and justice. He's also merciful and gracious, and he's kind. And he wants to save sinners like you. But he can't just say, everybody goes free, because then he wouldn't be righteous and just anymore. So we've got a dilemma, we've got tension. God, the just judge of all the world, must punish all people according to what they have done. But he's rich in mercy. So, to satisfy both, Jesus... God himself became a human being to be your representative, to be punished by men, beaten by men, hung on a cross by men, taking the punishment of God himself on your behalf so that your guilty crimes can be paid for and satisfied by his good work. You, the bad man, your deeds put on the good man, Jesus Christ, his goodness credited to your account in exchange. That is the gospel the good news of the gospel of Christianity. So, God offers you forgiveness, mercy, and everlasting life. And more than that, Jesus kept all the laws that you've broken so that all of that goodness can also be credited to your account so you can not only be seen as not guilty, but as righteous. You can be forgiven. Your conscience can be cleansed. You can inherit eternal life. You can be set free, claim not guilty because of Jesus paying your fine on your behalf. Question still remains. Is that true? That's the question. I don't think so. Right? But if I do find myself in that courtroom, I believe I could convert to Catholicism on the spot and I'd be okay, right? 
No, that'd be like the judge saying to the criminal, or the criminal saying to the judge, Judge, wh- wh- what do you want me to be? That, that, that's what I'll be. The judge will say, no, 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 no. One of the you have got a that. fine. You must pay your fine. Somehow justice must be satisfied. And the, the provision that God has made is Jesus. You've broken God's laws. Jesus has paid your fine. Broken the God that you believe in His laws. That is all. That is partially correct. Mm-hmm. But is my belief true or not? We still come back to that issue. I don't think I'm in the place to decide whether your beliefs are right. I, it won't. Sure. First of all, it won't offend me. But I'm irrelevant. Right? The question is: Is the gospel of Jesus Christ true or not? Here's my plea for you, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Think about these things, okay? Because if what I'm saying to you is true, you have a death sentence on your head. God will strike you once, and he will not need to do it twice. He will get you, and you will pay for your crimes against him. Okay? Okay. That's a fact, if I'm right. If you're right. All right? So you need to choose whether I'm right or wrong, whether the Bible is correct or not. Don't land in the land of postmodernism that says, well, that's just what people, they can believe whatever they want to, I'll believe whatever I want to, and that's truth for me. We don't get to create truth any more than I get to create the campanile as God. It is either right or wrong. I'm either right or wrong, you're either right or wrong. So you would do well to say to me right now, friend, I think you're wrong. That would be more in alignment with what truth is, true or false. Okay, I think you're wrong. Well done. All right. You're sure? Yes. All right. So your conscience doesn't trouble you. You're not concerned. Overall, no. I'm right. a good person. I believe in that. Okay. I have people that have been attest to that. All right. So the lusting, the lying, the stealing, the blasphemy, being a naughty child, that doesn't persuade you that you're not a good person? I don't think I'm the only one. You don't think what? That I'm the only one. You're not. That's still irrelevant. I'm not sure it is. How old are you? 20. Dude, I can guarantee you I have broken more of the laws than you have. I believe you. It's true. I'm certain of it. But that has nothing to that has no bearing on your case. How you compare to others is irrelevant to the judge. The question is, how do you compare to the law? And the law written on your heart, your conscience, bearing witness, should tell you, I'm guilty. I'm not good, I'm bad. It should by your viewpoint, but by mine, I am no worse than anyone else. I'm better than quite a few people, and I'm fine with that. All right, so I haven't been able to reason with you about what justice is. Will that argument work in a court of law? I don't think yours would either. There's a clause in the Constitution against that. All right. Constitution aside, you're standing in a you're standing in a courtroom. Can you point to other criminals and say, Judge, I they they committed there there's a story, dude, about about a serial killer. I think he strangled nine women. And you know what he said when he was interviewed? He goes, You know, I'm not a bad guy. I mean for a serial killer, I only strangled nine women. Now that's delusional. Why? Because he compared himself to other criminals. But when you compare yourself to the law, one murder makes you a murderer. One lie makes you a liar. One one object stolen makes you a thief. But you've done far more than that. 
How many times have you taken God's name in vain? I don't think I could count it. Okay. The God who made you, who gave you that Chick-fil-A sandwich, who, by the way, you didn't stop for even a second to say thank you for this. Instead, you've taken his name and dragged it through the mud by using it in a foul way. Whoa, dude. And that's why God says, I will not hold him blameless who takes my name in vain. You have been a criminal against your God. And he offers you mercy. And he offers you justice. But here's, here's, the, here's, the, here's the crux of the situation, Ryan. You don't want to acknowledge it because you want to live the way that Ryan wants to live. Am I right? Yes. Okay. But that is not necessarily why I don't want to acknowledge it. Okay. What is it? Because I don't think it's correct. True. True. Okay. Then, I will leave your company. You have been a delight to talk to. Thank you. But I would plead with you, if today or tomorrow or any other day, that conscience of yours starts to work and starts to go, yikes, and a little alarm bells go off, and you start thinking, if I die, I've got a bad feeling about this. I want you to take a look at Islam and take a look at Roman Catholicism and Jehovah's Witness and Mormonism and Hinduism and Buddhism, and they're all going to tell you the same thing. Get to work and try really hard to make up for your bad deeds. Okay? That's what they all have to offer. So take whichever one. If you like to wear a Saudi Arabian outfit, if you like to wear a white shirt and a black tie, pick your favorite outfit and go with that one because they all teach the same thing. Do a lot of works. But if you realize that your works aren't going to satisfy justice and you need forgiveness and mercy, Christianity is the only religion that has it for you. All right? Take that into consideration. All I can do is ask you to think. You're a thinking guy. Mm -hmm. You're pondering deep thoughts here on the campus. Ponder that one, because I think that's the deepest thought that you can ever grapple with. Fair enough? Fair enough. All right. You are a gentleman, and I appreciate it. Thanks for putting up with me. Of course. (laughs) Goodbye. This is Wretched Radio. And it's now time for a Wretched News Break here on Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks. And here's something that might surprise you a little bit. It did me. Christian employees at Google. Number one, I did not realize Google had Christian employees, but they do. And apparently the conglomerate of Christian employees at Google recently mounted a protest against company sanctioned team events, which included a drag show. The employees raised concern that the event, which was originally part of their Pride Month celebrations, was a direct contradiction to their deeply held religious beliefs. And here's the part that really will shock you. Google actually listened to their Christian employees and called off the event, which has drawn fire from those employees of Google that aren't Christians. Now you had to see that one coming. And now we turn our attention to the National Institutes of Health, or the NIH, who is planning to spend a whopping $1.4 million of taxpayer money on a study on anti-racist healing in nature. The study aims to explore whether exposure to natural settings can help alleviate stress and anxiety caused by racial discrimination. So essentially, we're trying to see if songbirds and babbling brooks can mitigate the effects of prejudice. Don't you just love when people are responsible and good stewards of our tax dollars? Now in Michigan, lawmakers are contemplating a new bill, the essence of which is to criminalize causing someone to feel threatened or harassed. Now, I'm not a proponent for harassing anyone or threatening anyone, but this bill is actually a law against free speech. 
Critics of the bill feared that the law could trample on the rights of individuals to express their views freely, and that's exactly what it is. Last I checked in this country, we are free to say what it is that we want to say, even if it hurts someone's feelings. Well, up north in Alberta, Canada, Planned Parenthood has been banned from providing educational resources in local schools. The reason? Well, it's the discovery that the group had distributed sexually graphic material to students. That's not a shocker. Let's just hope that continues to the U.S. and Planned Parenthood gets booted from schools around here, too. And finally, we head to Pakistan, where the government there is contemplating trying blasphemy cases under anti-terrorism laws, which is a total travesty. Blasphemy laws already in Pakistan are unfairly written to persecute Christians. Now Christians who are accused of blasphemy, most of which I would venture to say are falsely accused, would now be labeled as terrorists. We have got to remember to continue praying for all of our persecuted brothers and sisters abroad. And that's been today's Wretched News Break. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. <laughs> of Christ. In the Bible, Jesus is given many titles that teach us about who he is and what he has done. Jesus is called the bread of life. Just as God gave life to his people in the desert by providing manna, so Jesus gives life to his people through his body broken on the cross, which we remember in the breaking of the bread in communion. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Hey, young man. Can I talk to you for a second on the radio? Will you spare me a minute of your life? Sure. What are you studying here, young man? Nuclear engineering. Because <laughs> you want to be a nuclear engineer, don't you? Yes, sir. You're a smart guy. Ah, oh, I hope so. You don't kind of you don't look like the stereotypical nuclear engineer geek. Oh well. Uh, you look a little too hip. I I try to do that. Once you become a nuclear engineer, do they cause you to dress that certain way that makes you look like that? Well, nerdiness tends to follow the field a good bit. It, so which came first? Um, probably the nerdiness came first. I see. All right. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Hmm. Chicken. That's actually what some scientists just, just they, they just determined. The chicken came first. Really? I don't know where they got the grant for that research, but <laughs> apparently they, they thought it was worthy of the exploration. It had to be the chicken. Yeah, I was thinking it had to be the chicken because the mutation came first and then, you know, produced the eggs after. I have a different take on it. I would say the chicken because it was made. I, I, I think that God made the chicken first. That's my take on the deal. You don't. Oh. I, I didn't have the research grant to do it, apparently. Well, what do you... Th okay, do you think that God made the place, or did we evolve? Uh, that's a difficult question. I, I don't know initially about the, the God thing, but I have to think there is some kind of higher power out there that we at least... What's wrong sense. with the, just calling the higher power God? I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just too many people get caught up into the connotations with it. Okay. Yeah, people abuse the concept. But the question is, does the concept exist? I, I think there... I think I do. Um, you know, it's like people use nuclear science in a bad way. That doesn't mean nuclear science doesn't exist. Very true. Okay, so people abuse God, but that doesn't mean he doesn't exist. Right. All right. Do you believe in God? I do. Who do you think it is? I don't know. Do you have a name? I do not. Do you subscribe to a particular religious worldview? Uh, no, I do not. Really? Really. So you are kind of a deist? Mm, yeah, kind of. I guess you could say that. Why, then, have you rejected Mormonism, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianity? The big ones. Big ones? 
Mainly, I, I like history, and observing the history and past of these, uh, some of them don't have quite a, a great track record, I guess you know. right? Rather than judging the object of the faith based on the actions of some of the presumed followers of the object of the faith, how's about judging the religion based on the object of the faith itself? Well, in many cases, uh, it may not sound like it, but that's quite what I like to do. I like to think about what I would like, the morality of what I see, and however, I don't quite find all the ones lined up in a particular subscription that I like. Um, his, the history behind them is one of them. It kind of makes me worry about signing up because quite a few people still subscribe, subscribe to that kind of thing. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, okay, so for instance, what's your first name, by the way? Dallas. Dallas. Nice to meet you. Dallas, let's say that you had a, you, you knew somebody, okay? They said, Dallas is my friend. And I met that person and they punched me in the guts. Okay. Would it be fair of me to go, that Dallas sure is a jerk. I don't believe that Dallas exists. Hmm. That would exactly make no sense, would it? No. So for somebody to do something bad in God's name should not impugn that God. No. You look at that guy and go, ah, he's a goof, did a bad thing. The question is, what is God? Who is he? And is he good? And is he true? Right. But who's to say whose version is correct? Fair enough. All right, tell me, what is the big teaching of Christianity, Dallas? Hmm. Honestly, I could not tell you because of all the different versions I've heard. You brought up the word morality. I'm going to ask you about the Ten Commandments, all right? I'm going to use the morality of the Bible. And I want to do this to see if you meet that standard of morality, all right? All right. Dallas, how many lies do you think you've told in your life? I could not tell you. More than one? Yes. All right. Dallas, if I told more than one lies, what would you call me? What name would you give me? A normal person. <laughs> mm-hmm. A normal person who is a... La, 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 oh, you're la, looking for the word liar. liar. All right. How many things have you stolen in your life? Hmm. Actually, I don't know, because I, I haven't done it. Like, I haven't gone out many times, but, you know, when I was younger, I... I think you stole a, I'd say probably four or five. All right. If I stole four or five things, what would you call me? What name would you give to me? Oh, a thief. Kind of a pattern developing yeah. here. All right, can I go a step further? Sure. Purity of heart, lust, fantasies, maybe even viewing pornography. Won't get into fornication, that's your business. Let's just stick with lust. Seeing a woman and having a sexual thought about her. How many times, say, today have you done that? Today? Mm-hmm. Once. All right. And you're how old? 18. 18. So let's just say, over the course of five years, that would be give or take about, what, 17, 18,000 days, once a day, so you've lusted 18,000 times. Would that be fair? Yeah. Like, huh. Yeah. What would you think of me if you knew that about me? Would you let me marry your daughter? Actually, yeah. Really? Okay. So you have lied and you've stolen and you lust a lot. Yes? All right. One more commandment for you. Have you ever taken God's name in vain? Yes. Blasphemy. Okay. So let's imagine this, Dallas. Someday God's going to kill you. Okay? You don't die. God ends your life. Peacefully, painfully, you die because he decides now is your time. Yeah. And you stand before this God who's given you life and breath and everything that's precious to you. 
and he opens up the books on the life of Dallas. Is he going to agree with you that you're a good person, or is he going to see you as a guilty person? I would probably say he, there would be some things you would talk that we would see, and I would probably be guilty. All right. Definitely guilty, right? Because even though I'm sure you've done nice things, you seem like a nice fellow, it has really no bearing on your guilt. Like a criminal who stands before a judge and says, Judge, yes, I've broken the laws, but I give money to charity. Makes no difference. He's a guilty criminal. You'd be a guilty criminal just like, frankly, everybody. God, your creator, is going to have a day of judgment with you. The books are open. Every thought, every word, every deed, and everything you should have done but didn't do. I don't know if you thank God for your food today, but all the times you should have said thanks for the air. By the way, that's another thing you've stolen is the air from God. So you've taken his air without a word of gratitude. He opens up the books. He knows you're guilty. What should he do with you, Dallas? Well, I think that he would be understanding. Again, nobody is perfect. We are not. It's irrelevant, though. It's like the criminal pointing to the other criminals and saying, look, they're guilty, too, so let me go. That's irrelevant. Well, let him cast me to hell. Well, it's a harsh thought, but if he is just, and I think we like the idea of justice, don't we? That bad guys get what's coming to them. He should. That's exactly what he should do. He should send us to hell. So, my question for you is, I just took you through the Ten Commandments. You'd be a guilty guy going to hell. The question is, is that true or false? That's the issue. I think it'd probably be true. Okay. So then as we sit here, you, my 18-year-old friend, are going to hell. That's true. That's a fact. Well. And i got to be honest with you, I hate that idea. I don't know you from Adam, dude, and the last thing in the world I want is for you to go to hell. Well, me, I guess being a standard representative, well, how would I be redeemed? Would That's where it comes down to the prescribed faith of how you find redemption for what you do. I could not possibly agree sort of more, but right at the end you threw in a couple of words that I disagree with. What you basically said is, how can I find redemption? And I was like, yes, dude, yes, great question. How can I do that? My answer is, you can't do that. My answer is, you, Dallas, cannot redeem yourself. Any more than a criminal standing before a judge can redeem himself who is guilty of committing crime upon crime against an infinitely holy judge. See, because, Dallas, this is why you can't redeem yourself. Your crimes haven't been against me or the driver of that truck. Your crimes have been against God himself. And they are infinitely punishable because you've committed a crime against an infinitely holy God. Therefore, you, Dallas, are unredeemable by yourself. You can't do it. There's no way you can offer anything pleasing enough to God that will get you accepted by Him. But the question is still there, can I find redemption? I don't think you can redeem yourself, but I think redemption can be found. Do you hear the distinction I'm making? So then what is your recommendation? Jesus. Your Redeemer. Your Savior. He is the God-man who came to this earth to be your representative, to keep all the laws you broken, to die on a cross on your behalf, taking the punishment of God himself for you, the criminal. Jesus, the God-man, dying for you, the criminal. Your bad put on him, his goodness credited to your account. He wants to buy you back, and he's paid the fine so you can be purchased back. 
See, God can't just make, wave a magic wand and say, sins be gone, because that wouldn't be just. You need to be purchased back, and the payment for you is the death of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, on your behalf. Well, then, in your own words, then my debt has just been accredited to him, so all I've done nothing except switch who I'm paying my debt to. Not quite, but I've got some other bad news. i got to take a commercial break. Can you sit tight for a second? Sure. You're a good man. Thanks. Well, you're not a good man, but you know what I'm saying. All right, hold on. This is Wretched Radio. Busy, busy, busy. Last year, Preborn Ministries provided over 92,000 ultrasounds, 54,000 babies were saved, 69 ultrasound machines were placed, 10,000 people responded to the gospel. Preborn Ministries, very busy, saving babies, saving souls. Would you please consider partnering with Preborn Ministries? $28 per ultrasound, five ultrasounds, $140. Yes, they are expensive, but they save lives. And Preborn Ministries uses good equipment with trained specialists, which is why the success rates are so staggeringly high at saving lives with preborn. Please consider supporting preborn at preborn.org slash wretched, preborn.org slash wretched. Are you tired of feeling like you're living in a world that makes no sense? Do you find yourself constantly questioning the meaning of life? Well, this Independence Day, you can change all of that and we can help can formulate a biblical worldview by picking up the Wretched Worldview Bundle. The Wretched Worldview Bundle includes Seasons 1 and 2 of Wretched Worldview along with their study guides. And with this bundle, you'll get a biblical perspective that can help you make sense of this crazy upside-down world. For a limited time, you can get the Worldview Bundle for just $29.99. So don't spend another day feeling like you're lost and confused. Just get the Worldview Bundle today and start seeing the world through a biblical lens. Pick up your Worldview Bundle right now by visiting wretched.org slash worldview. So, you're not convinced of the importance of training men to rightly divide the word of truth and fill pulpits internationally? Fine. Then we'll let Paul Washer convince you. It is so important, not just important, it's absolutely essential to have a trained expositor of the scripture in every church. When we read through the book of Acts, we can see that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Christ, advances as the word of God advances. Would you please consider joining the Master's Academy International in filling empty pulpits with men who can exposit the scriptures and advance the kingdom of God it's a magnificent ministry with a generational impact. Please learn more about supporting TMAI at wretched.org slash pastor. Wretched.org slash pastor for the Master's Academy International. Mexican. Faith is not a force we harness or a feeling we get. True biblical faith consists of three things. Knowledge of the truth, agreement with the truth, and a trust in the true God. 
There is no power in faith itself. The power is in the one we put our faith in. Are you trusting in Christ or in something that cannot deliver? This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Talking with Dallas in Atlanta. This is Wretched Radio talking about the big issue, Dallas, of redemption. Being bought back. Being made right with God. You can't do it. Jesus did it for you. He paid the fine that you owe to God. So now here's the situation. You were saying, well, wait a second. How does this accounting work? Here's the accounting. You've got a debt. You can't pay it. You are more than bankrupt. You are in huge debt. Jesus kept all the laws you've broken, lived a perfect life of righteousness, suffered at the hands of men, took the punishment you deserve, the Father himself pouring out his wrath on the Son on your behalf. Forgiveness is available for you, Dallas. The fine, it's sitting there like money in a bank. The question is, how does it get transferred to your account? That's the issue. The answer is another R word. Not redemption, but repentance. To access the forgiveness of God, you, Dallas, need to repent. Which means agree. God exists. He made the place. He has rules. I've broken them. I deserve his wrath. He sent his son Jesus in an act of amazing kindness to die for me a sinner, demonstrating his love for me. He rose from the dead, and he paid the fine for my crimes. I'm sorry. You turn from your sins, not in perfection, but with a new attitude about your lifestyle and your sins and your priorities. And you say you're sorry to God, and you put your trust in Jesus Christ. You must die to yourself. It's the language the Bible uses. You must be born again to see the kingdom of God. The laws of God that I used with you, the Ten Commandments, should kill you. You should look at those mirrors, the mirror of God's law, and go, wow, I'm seeing myself in truth for the first time. All these years, I thought I was a good guy, but now I see myself the way God sees me. I'm not good. I'm a bad man. The world might look at the veneer and think I'm pretty good, but I know my heart, and it's wicked. And you say you're sorry to God, and you put your trust in his son. You humble yourself. You die to yourself. And God says, you come to me in humility, and I will save you. You die to yourself, I will make you born again. That is what God offers to you. Forgiveness of sins and everlasting life. But his terms are complete surrender. No bringing good works. No acts of righteousness that you suppose you have. Jesus paid it all so that he can get all of the credit for being an amazingly kind God. And just so you're not confused, Alice, because this can sound a little bit like hellfire preaching, those guys who will yell, turn or burn, turn or burn. The reality is if you don't turn, you will burn. But that shouldn't be the motive for your turning. God doesn't look for that. God wants you to turn, not because you're going to burn, but he wants you to turn because he has been so kind to save you from the burn. He doesn't want a fear-filled convert. He wants a tear-filled convert. He wants a guy who turns to him, not just so that he can selfishly get out of hell, but so that he can get all the credit. He did everything for you, and he wants to get the credit for that. So you come to him on his terms, bringing nothing. He saves you. He gets all the credit. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. All right. Well, and one thing I want to address, a uh, big issue, is that you did it. You said because it was his kindness that you turned. Right. Not for selfish reasons, get out right. of hell, yep. which you would be surprised, in my opinion, if 
if you looked, how many people are doing it just so they don't do that, not for the kindness. So I'm glad you made that point. Yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate because there's a lot of people... If you took all the religions in the world, Dallas, and a lot of Christian religions, for that matter, you can kind of put them in one group. It's all do, 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 work, 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 try, 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 and they get you on a treadmill of doing stuff so that you can have a better family, better kids, better marriage, better health, better life, better wealth, and maybe God won't be mad at you and you'll go to heaven. It's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is, be done with you. Admit you're a sinner. God is looking for broken hearts and contrite spirits. That's what God is looking for. Because he wants to save a wretch like you so that he can point to you for all of eternity and say, to demonstrate how amazingly kind I am, I saved Alice. That's what he is about the business of in this world. Because he could send you to hell in a heartbeat, and frankly, it won't take a calorie for him to do that. It's nothing. You know, it'd be like if a bug walks by and you know, I stomp it, you're probably not going to be impressed with my mighty power. Same thing is true of God. If he sends a guy like you and me to hell, it's nothing. But if he takes a, a guy like you and me who's been a rebel for a long time and says, I will show mercy and I will show forgiveness and kindness and I will rescue you and I will forgive you and I will turn you into the image of my son Jesus and I will give you the rights of sonship, the rights of adoption, and I will take you to heaven so that you can be with me forever. That's amazing. And that's what God wants to do. God wants to save you. That is his purpose for this world, to save Dallas so that he can be glorified. There is only one thing that you need to figure out. Is what I have just been pitching to you true? That's the question. I have to say, what you're say, what you're saying, is true. However, yeah, I still think doing it on a personal level and I not agree. sitting in a pew on Sunday mornings will change. I'm not point. asking you to go to church. I'm inviting you to get saved. God commands you this day to repent and trust His Son. It is personal. Church is a separate issue. I am here to let you know you're in trouble. God is going to get you. And it's going to be so thorough, he's going to grind you to powder. And I don't want that to happen to you. And I'd like to see God glorified for saving a wretch like you. That's why I'm here. I'm not asking you to join a church. I'm asking you to think about the truth claims of the Bible and respond in repentance and faith. Because I'm walking away. I'm dude. I'm walking away here in about two minutes. So I'm not signing you up, not dragging you to church. I'm telling you the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You need to process this and ponder it. You need to determine, is it true? Did God make the place? Are there rules? Have I broken them? Is Jesus really who he claims to be? God himself came to this earth to rescue me? Could it possibly be that amazing? Did he really die for me while I was sinning against him? Well, the person of Jesus was invented at the Council of Nicene. Oh. And what his powers were determined. I, the concept of being saved, yes. But I don't like the name attached to it. Okay. You know there's a different history to the Council of Nicaea. You know that, right? That the person of Jesus who lived in the first century was under assault by a guy named Arius who was saying that Jesus wasn't God. 
the Council of Nicaea got together in 325 to put an end to it so that everybody would know who the true God is. That's how history progressed, okay? wasn't a bunch of guys who decided to make Jesus God one day. Everybody knew it in the first century. In fact, most of the heresies before Council of Nicaea were people couldn't figure out how he could be man too. That was a relatively recent one, the Christology of Jesus. He's the God-man. Look, I'm not trying to be a jerk to you, okay? Because I, I am certain I am a worse guy than you. I'm certain of it. But that doesn't mean you are not bad. True. Okay? So either you will pay for what you've earned, or you can trust Jesus in his payment for you. That's the offer of God. And dude, I've got to tell you something. It is the most amazing offer that has ever been made to you. God died for you, a sinner. You will never find a kinder act that has been done for you, ever. God should squash you right now, but instead he keeps giving you air, he keeps giving you time, and he gave his son on your behalf. You now know the offer of the good news of the gospel. Bad news is this. If you die without responding to this in repentance and faith, your hell will be worse because you've rejected such an amazing offer of kindness. Your increased knowledge of the goodness of God will condemn you even further. So as I leave Dallas, I'm pleading with you. I don't know you, dude. Listen to your conscience. Listen to it. Let it scare you. Let it awaken you like an alarm bell going off. Danger. You are in big danger. But God offers mercy. Receive it. Repent and trust his son. Paul's in your court, dude. Well, unfortunately, I may just have to accept the deepest circle of hell. And then my penance will be for finding out that I was wrong. Alrighty. See ya. Thanks for being patient with me. Well, I can't do anything more with Dallas right now. He's walking away. But I have 15 more seconds to plead with you. Do not let the words that I have just spoken echo for eternity in hell because you rejected his kind offer. Please listen to your conscience. God is saying to you this day, come to me, repent and trust my son and I will save you. Please don't be Dallas. Respond to the offer of kindness. And until tomorrow, go serve your king.